when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of From Hostage to Hero. Sari Delamont here with you, and glad you're here. Today, we'll be talking about how to find the principle in your case. Before we do that, we're going to do a reader shout out. This is a review that was on Trial Guides by Michael T., titled Absolute Must Read. He says, this book has changed my voir dire. It is an easy read while giving you great practical information. It points out verbal and physical cues and how to deal with nonverbal communication. It has great tips on how to engage jurors, not only verbally, but with your nonverbal communication. Absolute Must Read. Well, thank you, Michael, for your review. And if you haven't reviewed the book yet, we invite you to do so at trialguides.com or to review the podcast that you are listening to right now, wherever you listen to your podcast. That helps us out so much. Thank you in advance. Well, when we're talking about how to find the principle in your case, let's first talk about why we're talking about this. <laughs> so if you've been following me for a while, you know that the way that we create voir dire is what we call a issue-oriented voir dire, meaning a, a voir dire that is focused on the issues in your case. And we start that voir dire process by creating what we call the ideal juror profile. And so this profile is not a profile about demographics or age, or I guess that is demographics, but you know what I mean, about describing the types of jurors that we want. The ideal juror profile is basically exactly what it sounds, who would our ideal juror be in that what kinds of beliefs would they hold? Now, I have an entire podcast episode on how to create an ideal juror profile. So I'll just quickly go through the steps here uh, so that we give to give you some context for this principle-based thing that we're talking about today. But the first thing is you create your fears list. What are all the issues in your case, the fears that you have about your case? And then once you have that put together, you look at each of the fear and you ask yourself a question. And here's the question. What would a juror have to believe to negate or nullify this fear? And then you write down that belief. So once you're done with this uh, exercise, you have a list of juror beliefs that will help you uh, form your questions in voir dire. Because so often in voir dire, people say, well, I don't know what to ask. And so my question is always, well, what do you want to know? If you don't know what you want to know, then you don't know how to create the questions. So I'm looking at the at my book right now, The Ideal Juror Beliefs and the Anesthesiology Case. And if you haven't read the book yet, this is a case where an anesthesiologist was accused of molesting patients while under anesthesia. And as we created our fears list and then looked at what beliefs would negate or nullify those fears, we had a couple things like um, we need to feel safe in our local hospital. Bad things can happen even in small communities. It doesn't matter where a procedure is done. A patient should always be safe from sexual predators in a hospital. 
so on and so forth. So these are some examples of what an idea, ideal juror belief would look like. Now, notice with some of those, and I can read a few more, employees have a right to self-care, especially when they're a patient. Nurses shouldn't be on duty when they are patients. Uh, they themselves are patients. When it's a nurse's word against a doctor's, a doctor is often believed, so on and so forth. So you'll notice how if you look at those, you see nothing on that list that is case specific. We don't mention the hospital name or the patients. We don't discuss the actual room where the procedure was done or the specifics about what happened. And, and the reason for that is because we can't expect jurors to believe or think things they don't know anything about. So we don't want to put on our ideal juror profile list case-specific things because we want to instead get at the principle behind those things. So when we're talking about the difference between a principle and a rule, we want to be really clear what we're talking about here. So principles are different than rules. A rule prescribes action. So it says, for example, a doctor must rule out the most dangerous condition first. That's a rule that you might hear in a particular, like a differential diagnosis case. And normally a rule will have a word in it, something like must or should, okay? On the other hand, a principle is a true statement, but it doesn't prescribe action. So for example, you might say diagnosing someone with heartburn instead of a heart attack can lead to death. That would be a principle. It doesn't say what a doctor should or shouldn't do. It just says that it's dangerous or, or that it, it can lead to a death. So in general, in voir dire, what you're after is principles, not rules. And here's why. It's not the juror's job to decide what the rules are. Their job is to enforce the rules. So let me say that again. It's not a juror's job to decide what the rules are. Their job is to uh, enforce those rules. Now, this is also why you do not want to use should questions in voir dire. Uh, I know that I'm jumping ahead here in terms of what types of questions, but should questions can get you into trouble. Why? Well, when you use a should question in voir dire, you could get in trouble with a judge because you're basically asking the juror to speak to the standard of care. What a doctor should have done is outside of what a juror's purview is. They can tell you what they would expected the doctor to do, what they would expect of their hospital stay, but they can't tell you or speak to should. Second, it can make jurors feel stupid, something you never want to do, of course. If you ask what a doctor should have done, for example, and they don't know, uh-oh, now you've made the juror wrong. So again, we are not after rules. We are after principles. And that is what we want to talk about today. How do we get to the principle in the case? Well, again, what we're not after are rules or details. You know, when we're talking about, for example, the anesthesiology case, we could easily discuss with jurors, you know, how damage from sexual abuse, for example, is real without them knowing the details of the case or whether nurses should be treated differently um, when they themselves are patients. 
They can, they can talk about that without knowing what procedure room the nurse was in, right? So again, voir dire not about rules or details. It's about the principle. So let me give you an example. I'm going to use the two from the book that I use to talk about how we get to the principles. And then I'm going to give you a little exercise that you can use to get to the principle in your case. But I helped work up a case where the patient had skin cancer in his ear. And the doctor removed the cancer but didn't get all of it. Okay, so now there was a case being brought. I think the guy um, lost like half his jaw because the cancer wasn't wasn't totally found. So when I was working with the trial attorney, I asked her, I said, you know, what would an ideal juror believe in this case to nullify or negate the fears that she had? And so she said to me, she said, well, they would think that Dr. Smith, of course, I'm not using the real name here, but Dr. Smith should have referred the patient to a Mohs surgeon. Now, Mohs surgery is a surgery performed by a doctor who's also trained as a pathologist. And so what it is and why it's so great is that they can go in there and they can take the cancer out. They can look at it right under a microscope. And if they haven't gotten all of it, they can go back in. So it's a really great surgery for hard to reach places like cancer in the ear. Now, in this case, the doctor knew about most surgeons, right? And that option, but he didn't tell the patient. And then when he didn't get all the cancer cells, you know, the cancer spread. So we can't put on our ideal juror profile, Dr. Smith should have referred the patient to a Mohs surgeon because the jurors, we can't expect them to have any familiarity with Mohs surgery or Dr. Smith or why he should have <laughs> referred the patient, right? The whole thing is wrong. So instead, we have to get to the principle. So I asked my client, I said, what is the principle behind this issue? And that's when we realized that what we really wanted the jurors to believe is that doctors should always choose the safest option. Now we've gotten at the principle. And jurors don't need to know case specifics to share their ideas about that principle. That's what makes it work. So this is what we're after when we're talking about principles, is that we don't want case specifics. Let me give you another example. So this is a loss of business case. This is in the book. If you have the book, we're on page 164 if you want to go in and read some more details. But in this case, the landowner had an easement on his land and the city decided that they were going to build a highway. And the landowner had this summer business that required customers to access the driveway on his property. So he and the city negotiated that the city would not block the, dry, uh, the driveway during the construction they were doing for the highway. But the city did block the driveway. They blocked it for six months while they were working on the project and that caused him to lose business. So again, when I was working with a client, we we're working on the ideal juror profile, we asked, what is the principle behind what happened? So it's not, well, the city shouldn't have blocked this person's driveway because that's too case specific. What we're really after is the principle. And what we came up with in that case was people should honor their agreements. So instead of hoping that jurors believe our version of the story, we conducted a voir dire asking jurors about agreements. And by discussing that in voir dire, jurors can see how the case applies to them personally because we've all entered into agreements at some point in our lives. So the principle is what we want on our ideal juror profile, not the case-specific belief. So how do you get to that principle? Well, 
I like to use uh, the five whys method. So the five whys method is a technique that was developed by, I'm going to say this wrong, Sakichi Toyota and was used at the Toyota Motor Corporation. Um, And it was a way to kind of get to the root cause of any problem. And I think you can also use it here when you are exploring the different things in your cases. So the, the point of the, the exercise is to continue to ask why over and over again until you get to a deeper belief. So for example, I worked with a client once who said, I want to award or want the jury to award damages for my client who lost all sexual feeling due to an accident. And he was worried that jurors would think, you know, what's the big deal? Sexual feeling isn't that big of a quote unquote harm. And so the first question that I asked myself as I was uh, thinking about this case was the why? So I, I, I looked at the five whys. So my first why question was, why should the jury award damages for loss of sexual feeling? And so my answer to myself, because I was kind of journaling on this, was sex is important. So then I said, why? There's my second why. Well, because sex is what makes marriage different than other relationships. So then I continued, Why? Why is that important? Because sex makes the marriage relationship special. So now I'm on my fourth why. Why does that matter? Because lack of sex in marriage can cause it to fail. Once I got to my fifth why, why does that matter? Because marriage is a bedrock of our society and keeping people together benefits all of us. I went, whoa, somehow I got from lack of feeling to sex in sex to bedrock of our society. I had no idea that I was going to end up there until I started the five whys. And if you were to do this exercise, you may come up with completely different answers to those five why questions. The point is to get something, to get to something deeper by using these questions. So when you're getting to the principle in your case, you want to first check to make sure that you're not using a rule and something that comes from should, okay? But second, you need to go and ask yourself, why is this important? What is, what am I really asking the jury to do? So in many cases, what's important is to keep the society safe, to hold someone responsible, to send the message that, you know, betraying someone or not holding up your end of the bargain is not okay. Those are all principles, betrayal, unfairness, responsibility. Those are the types of things that we want to talk about in our jury selection, not the details. And this is where a lot of people go wrong when they hear issue-oriented voir dire. They think, oh, I get to talk about the details in voir dire, and then they get in all kinds of trouble. No, you're not talking about details in voir dire. You're taking the details of your case, and you're getting to what is really behind this. And one of the ways that you can do that is by asking the, the five wise question. And it's also really helpful if you do this with somebody else because they'll have different answers than you will. So asking them, you know, you start out with your first answer, well, because of this, and then you keep asking why until you finally land on your answer. I would do it many times because you may come up with many different principles as well that you should. Another way you can do this is how I always get to theme in my cases. So I always ask two questions when I'm talking about theme. First is, what was the wrongdoing in your case? And then the second part of that question is, why was that wrong? You can almost always get to a principle by asking that second piece of the question. 
So what was the wrongdoing in your case and why was that wrong? And then you can take that answer of that second half and continue with the five whys. And why was that wrong? And why is that wrong? And why is that wrong? And really get deep into the principle. Principles are what win cases. I'm going to tell you that right now. Not details right? It's the principles that the jury's rally, jury rallies around because that's what is common to all of us. We all believe, or or at least we hope our jurors believe, and this is what Wadir is for, that people should keep their end of the bargain, that they should keep their agreements. We all believe that people should be held responsible for when they hurt somebody. We believe so on and so forth, whatever your your principle is. This is what rallies jurors, not details. Details are important to decide your specific case, but what really rallies the jury around your case is when we win the hearts and minds of jurors, and that is done through principles, not details. Well, I hope that helps, and I will see and talk to you next week. Thanks for joining me today. If you benefited from what we talked about or just want to let me know you enjoy the podcast, go ahead and leave me a review on whichever platform you use to listen to From Hostage to Hero. Add a comment and I just might give you a shout out on an upcoming episode. In the meantime, head over to fromhostagetohero.com to order your copy of my book, From Hostage to Hero, Captivate the Jury by Setting Them Free. And to get on my mailing list, I send out trial tips and encouragement right to your inbox every single week. And while you're there, make sure you join the waitlist to become an H2H crew member when we reopen. We only open a few times each year and you do not want to miss out. I look forward to our time together in next week's episode. Talk then. 